This episode is brought to you in part by Akunu. Akunu for Sales is the first buyer-aware platform for account-based selling on Salesforce. Akunu integrates your sales process with buyer behavior to verify buyer-seller alignment and increase confidence in the status of your deals. It eliminates time-consuming data entry for sales reps and makes your sales pipeline and deal review meetings data-driven and much more efficient, giving your sales reps and their managers the time and insights needed to win more deals. So do you know how your deal review process stacks up against other B2B sales organizations? Visit akunu.com forward slash accelerate to access Akunu's benchmark report revealing the deal review habits of B2B sales managers and tips for managing deal reviews. See how you stack up and create your action plan for a better deal management. Get your report at akunu.com forward slash accelerate. That's A-K-O-O-N-U dot com forward slash accelerate. It's time to accelerate. Hey friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 568 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record. Joining me on this episode today is Nadja Gaussi. Nadja is the vice president of marketing at Prezi. And this episode, we're going to have a conversation about, perhaps not surprisingly, about how to presentations and how to become a more effective presenter. And we're also going to dive into some research about the science of effective presentations and what that research has found that are the three key factors that influence the success of your presentations. Nadja and I are also going to talk about conversational presenting. And I'm looking forward to this because this is a different approach to making presentations that, quite frankly, I think we all need to learn and master. If you'd like to see a summary notes for this episode, go to andypaul.com forward slash 568. Now, over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about a new research report I just produced. It's based on the input of over 300 leading entrepreneurs, sales leaders, thought leaders, experienced executives, people I've interviewed right here on Accelerate. And their support is all about what you can do to amp up and accelerate your sales right now. So this report is free. Go to accelerate.fm forward slash accelerate to get your copy right now. That's forward, that's, excuse me, that is accelerate.fm forward slash accelerate to get your copy. I also mentioned last week that I'm going to be making some changes to Accelerate starting in the first week of October. And one of the changes will be there are actually going to be fewer episodes of Accelerate each week. And we're doing this because, somewhat ironically, one of the first comments I hear most often from listeners is that there are just too many episodes of Accelerate and that they can't really don't have the time to listen to each one. So I want to make sure that you don't miss a thing from any of the great conversations I have with my, my guests. So make sure you stay tuned to future episodes because we're going to give you more information about our new schedule then. As you heard at the beginning of this show, this episode is brought to you in part by Akunu. Akunu for Sales uses a visual framework to help sales reps sell in complex accounts and help sales managers coach and manage their reps. Enable sales organizations to improve their sales performance by surfacing the information that drives better execution, keeps sales reps and sales managers focused on following the sales process and engaging the right buyers at the right time. So check that out at akunu.com. Finally, before we get to the interview, I want to remind you that I want to hear your questions about sales and sales management. What are the challenges you're facing in your work? So if you send your question to me, each week, I'll choose one question from those submitted the previous week to answer on my Friday conversation that I have with my regular and special guest, Bridget Gleason. 
And the winner, the person who submitted the question that we choose, will win a free half-hour coaching session with me. That's a $250 value, so you don't delay. You don't want to do it today. So you can send your questions two ways. One, you can send it to me at and email, the old-fashioned way, andy at andypaul.com. Or if you just go to my website, andypaul.com, in the lower right-hand corner of the screen, you'll see a red button that says, Ask Your Question. Click on that, and you can leave it for us, like a voice message. And uh, the one we'll choose, if they submit it that way, will actually play their question on the air. So, anyway, we want to hear your questions. Go to andypaul.com, click Submit Your Question, or you can send it to me at andy at andypaul.com. All right, let's get on with the show. Let's accelerate with our guest, Nadja Gaussi. Welcome to Accelerate. Thank you for having me today. Hey, my pleasure. So before we jump into it, I've got a standard question I ask all my guests at the beginning of the show. So this question is, in your mind, in your opinion, what's the single biggest challenge facing sales professionals today? You know, there is so much noise in the marketplace today that if you think about what is sort of the evolving most finite resource out there um, in terms of sales, it's getting people's attention. Attention spans are decreasing. There's so much competition to capture people's imagination and engage with them that I think that, um, you know, and this is sort of a byproduct of all the investments of technology that helped us identify the right people. But now we have to start thinking about the engagement part again. And there are different ways people are engaging virtually in person, however. But the way to capture people's attention to me is going to be a success point and also very oftentimes a blind spot in the way sales the sales funnel has been sort of represented. It's kind of the handoff between sales and marketing and oftentimes a very underinvested part of what makes a really successful sales cycle. Um, I could go even further to say, you know, when you think about <laughs> Go as, far as, go as yeah. far as you want. All right, I'll keep going. So, I mean, you know, when you think about, you know, the sales cycle time, you know, today there's is very common knowledge that, you know, prospects come into these meetings, 60, 70% of their research is done before they've gotten there. You now have the opportunity to present. What can you do to connect with that prospect or customer very quickly and engage on the topics that they care about? Because, again, kind of a la accelerate, you're accelerating your sales cycle by honing in on what they want to talk about right away, as opposed to putting them through a sort of rigorous march that uh, is sort of preordained. So there's there's a great opportunity here to sort of change the dynamic um, when people come and they actually have the, the presentation and what that dynamic looks like. And we've done a lot of research and we think that the it's sort of a, if you think about uh, a capability or skill, that ability to adapt to what the prospects and customers want to talk about is something we call conversational presenting. We think it's sure. a skill that great salespeople are going to have in the future. And, um, and and this is one area we think is just a, a super important area to focus on. Okay. Well, we're going to get to conversational presenting. So um, sure. let's take a step back and just talk a little bit about Prezi and um, what they do because I don't—it's a great tool, but I'm not sure everybody that's in the audience is aware of what you do and, and your capabilities. So, give us a little background. Sure, Prezi. We've been around since about 2009. We were founded then. A uh, little bit unique in that the product was developed in Hungary. We moved to San Francisco, and since then we've grown to a user base of about 85 million. So uh, it's a very um, 
uh, a very well-known product. We come up through the EDU market. We launched into the business market. And what's really great is it's given us a foothold of being introduced into businesses today from people who've used Prezi from prior experience. So, uh, Prezi is, uh, you know, as in terms of what it is, it's a presentation platform, and it's very unique in that it really allows people to connect more powerfully with their audience. It's it's not like traditional slides. Prezi is built on an open canvas that allows you to navigate through topics freely, have interaction, collaboration between you and viewers, and. In, in the end, the uh, presentation functions more like an engaging, memorable conversation. So Prezi sort of like is presentations evolved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back and unpack that just a little bit so people understand. So, so unlike conventional or sequential slide decks you might do in PowerPoint or Keynote, so for people to visualize what what Prezi is, it's as I think you use the term map like in your literature, but but basically there's a you know, to think about your presentation being like on a big canvas that you sort of move through. Exactly. Exactly. So you would think of, you would think a little differently in, in how you would structure a Prezi because it you're thinking about what first of all what's the example? How are you sort of trying to illustrate the topic that you're talking about? So you you kind of work from having like your agenda, which is your topic bubbles, and then being able to underneath have Zoom reveal, which would bring up the different elements that you want to bring up at the time that's appropriate. And we have this. Uh, so uh, the way we built it is around smart structures, the ability to sort of move the content freely. But importantly, it's the dynamic nature of Prezi. If you've seen a Prezi, you, and many people probably have seen Prezi's and not knowing what it was at keynotes and other types of events, because Prezi is very unique in the way it dynamically moves across and because it's very flexible in nature. So you are, the navigation is, is, is very unique relative to other sort of linear approaches. Uh, the nonlinear approach of Prezi is adapting again and having the topic and format and flow in the context of your audience. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more like watching a movie as opposed to watching a you know, slideshow of your family trips. Yeah, some people have called it a sort of a cinematic kind of thing. I've, I've heard that before as well. Well, yeah, with the zooming and panning functions, I mean, that seems very camera-like. So, so what was sort of the the foundation about you know developing Prezi? Why you know who came up with it? And you know, you talk about this concept, the the method of loci or loci, depending on how you pronounce it. Yeah, the spatial play, element, right? The spatial element in terms of how that that helps in terms of engagement and and making yourself more memorable. Yeah, no, there's a great story. Actually, one of our found we have three founders, and one of our founders was an architect slash visual designer, and he was uh, looking for a better way to communicate the ideas he had. And none of the products available in the market at that time really made any sort of uh, good use of space. Space has meaning between objects, how big the objects are, where their relative location is, and so he sort of incorporated the dynamic movement with the space element that came up with this freeform canvas, which was a very different way to communicate ideas. So it actually was born out of necessity where we had, you know, a creative uh, slash designer slash architect who, you know, found, you know, he was solving for his own needs and became something that caught on really quickly. 
Um, what's amazing to me, and this is a, sort of a sidelight, but I've been in SaaS business for a long time, and this is one of the few products that sort of elic- elicits an emotional response. We actually have love letters and breakup letters to Prezi here that people are so emotionally tied to the product because it, you know, you get very connected when you're creating your presentations and the product. So anyway, I find that kind of an interesting thing. Well, what are the breakup letters? Oh, well, we don't have had the love letters on the wall. (laughs) And the breakup letters are just more around, I've tried to use this and I couldn't do that. And so we kind of get a bit of everything. (laughs) Well, let's let's talk about creating a Prezi because, I mean, it's sort of second nature now almost anybody can present or develop a, a slide deck, whether it's you know graphically yeah. appealing or not. That's you know a whole second order question. But but what are sort of the you know starting steps of how you how you prepare your content, I guess, for for creating a Prezi? Sure. Um, well, a couple things you would want to think about is um, first of all, work from from the end forward. So, how do you want to leave your audience? What's the message you want them to take forward? Is there something you're trying to activate them with? So, you kind of work backwards from that. Then you also think about what is the best visual examples that bring to life the story that you're trying to tell. You know, you've heard the term metaphors, and so, example, if you're got a great goal, maybe it's like scaling a mountain. If you You've got um, different pieces come together. It might be something like a jigsaw. There's as many different ways to sort of think about what's the structure of your story. And think about in terms of these main topics. So you don't become beholden to a single linear script. You're able to sort of compartmentalize and then tell your story, but still have that adaptability to flow into the different topics. Um, So it's, and it's really important, you know, when you, when you think about, what you're about to tell your audience is when you view a Prezi, you see what the presentation is going to be right up front. That is, the agenda is basically the material that is on the topical level that you would start with. So instantly, people know what you're going to talk about. You've already preset expectations with your audience. You enable that interaction to happen and uh, right away. So I would say... It's it's a it's a little bit different, and when you think about a standard, you know, sort of slide base, you can put point A to point B to point C. Yeah, you've got so, to think about the relationship between the elements. Yeah. Okay, so you need to think about the relationship. Suddenly, I can hear people, <laughs> salespeople, start saying, "Hmm, I mean, is this a tool that's that's geared for, you know, a, a no. sales a sales type that has to put together a presentation uh, to be able to step in and do?" Okay. So yeah, I mean, there's. There's two places we see, like marketing sometimes creates the presentations for sales, so you have the corporate presentations. But for salespeople, the great part is like when you think about how many, so you get the meeting, right, whether it's virtual or in person from a sales perspective, you've already invested all that time on lead nurturing, lead scoring, you know, uh, cultivating that, making sure that you can get that meeting, you get to that meeting, and right away, you know, if you, if that, if, and, and I talked earlier about the prospect knowing a bit about it coming into the meeting, sure. you're, you have that ability to zoom in to what that prospect wants to hear about. You know, effectively what you can do is move from something like a um, introductory meeting to topics that maybe you wouldn't have covered till the discovery meeting. So when you think about the sales cycle time, you're able to condense that because you're moving very quickly into what they care about right away. There isn't that sort of, is it this, is it that, you know, right away they can kind of see what you offer right very quickly. They they already know what they know coming into that meeting. So we, all, we always think about 
the, the time-based element with attention spans being shorter and sales cycles being so much more focused, knowing about people when you come into these meetings, here's a chance to put it into play. And, um, you know, effectively you can accelerate your sales cycle by uh, adapting and then having those kind of conversations earlier than maybe you would have had before. But to that point though, about accelerating the sales conversations, is there something inherent in Prezi that enables you to do that versus, you know, somebody presenting, you know, an effective slide deck or... Yeah. So what oftentimes we see and where, where the big fails kind of happen here is someone shows up with their 100-page slide deck and they start with, well, let me tell you about us. And bah, 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 they've got 100 slides on slide 99. So like, well, you know, at that point, the prospect says, well, you know, well, I really want to hear about this. And then the guy says, well, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Just wait a minute. I'm going to get there. It's that I'm going to get there moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't have that. You've got that ability to quickly say, okay, let me take you right here. So rather than having to figure out which slide, which order, which format, it's it's all very, very navigatable, if you will, mm-hmm. to, to get points quickly. So that's what's fundamentally different. And I think, you know, when you think about salespeople, they're, they're not there. They don't really want to present. They really want to have a conversation. It's a fundamentally, fundamentally different, different kind of interaction, right? Because they're trying to solicit information at the same time, help steer, you know, and share information, be helpful and be consultative in the process. So it's, it's a different notion of like present from a traditional format to what we call, you know, I guess it leads into conversational presenting, which is the adaptability and they have the conversation. So you talk with your audience, not at your audience. Yeah, well, I think it's yeah, it's a fundamentally different different skill set because I think as as pointed out in some of the the literature that that you had sent me is that that you know sales presenters, not just sales presenters, presenters in general, they're relying on PowerPoint or Keynote or something like that. Is you're thinking about things in a very sequential, right? I can memorize the story in a very sequential. You know, A leads to B leads to C and so on, where they have to be more. A master of the subject matter in general, if they're using mm-hmm. Prezi. Absolutely. You have to be very comfortable with your material to do that. But that does exactly move them on that path of mastery to know about and how to talk about this with their customers, right? And, you know, and what's super powerful is that, you know, there's been studies shown that, you know, versus just talking versus having some visual backups, that, you know, the human brain gravitates towards visual content, You know, if you think about it, you know, presentations using visual aids and some of the studies we've done are about 43% more persuasive than the exact same presentation without visuals. So we've we've done a lot of science to to find out, like, what is it that triggers that memorable moment, that aha moment with uh, companies and in different use cases. Sales and marketing is a really critical one for Prezi because we found this is one of the, the most underserved markets that are out there, really. Sure. So what do you what's your research show in terms of the difference between static visuals and, you know, more motion visuals like you can support in Prezi? Yeah. So if you think about, um, you know, the goal and the goal in, in for a lot of the sales and marketing people is to have an interactive presentation. You know, we've done surveys where we find that. Well, I, wouldn't, moving I, would, toward, I wouldn't say it was necessarily the goal. I think it'd be great if they did it, but I think 80% of sales yeah, people are so petrified. They just want to get through the boom, 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 and say they're done with it. Well, this is interesting because we've done some surveys that showed that almost half of the presenters give interactive presentations based on the feedback of their audience about 60% of the time or more. 
So it's, you know, things are changing in terms of expectations of customers today, too. You know, there's the dynamic of the millennials entering the workforce. There, it's not the same old static environment. People want to be engaged. They want to be brought along in a story. Storytelling is an important element sure. when you think about how sure. people talk about prospects. So storytelling has been a real benefit for Prezi because we help people bring people along in a memorable way. So it's not just the movement and the structure and the space, but also it's the framework by which the storytelling becomes the foundation of how people have that impression about your product. And I think that's really one of the yes. key the key things I see with Prezi for for sales reps is yeah, for I mean, for all the talk there's about storytelling. You know, it's it's still a hugely underdeveloped skill within the sales force in general. And I see this as a tool that actually, if when they put in front of a customer, it becomes much easier because it flows in a way that a story flows. Exactly. And I think that the presenters feel more confident as well because they then can adapt and they have mastery, kind of you pointed that out earlier in the conversation, about the material. And having a story is so much more impactful because that's what people remember. Right? They remember the sequence. They remember an aha moment from there. Yeah. I mean, stories more more memorable than data, for sure. And I think that there's been numerous, mm-hmm. numerous studies that, that show that that's the case. Um, yeah. So then, as I said, you sort of take it then sort of the – the next step, which is you talk about conversational presenting, which I think is is an interesting concept because, again, I think most people when they're speaking in public or speaking in front of a group, and certainly it's been my experience with watching thousands of salespeople, is, again, the impetus is sort of to get through it and then engage in questions after the fact as opposed to, hey, let's, let's make this a true collaboration as we go through this process. And... Yeah, getting them over that that hurdle, I think, is really, really important. And if this technology does that, then that's a great tool for them. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. There are different use cases. There's Prezi that's the main tent TED speakers, which we've done, and that's been like for one audience. But then the smaller groups, the interactive, conversational, presenting-oriented, which is more around the salespeople. So it's a a great use case and one that we've seen um, that – salespeople have definitely gravitated towards because, you know, here's another thing. There's a ton of presentations that are out there. And after a while, every PowerPoint presentation starts to look the same. So if you do something a little bit different, you also stand out from the crowd. So you want to be a salesperson to look a little different. Um, We also have parts of the product because we've thought about Prezi as a full lifecycle presentation tool. It's the creation side. It's the presenting side. But then there's also the back end, which is the analysis, which, you know, five minutes after you're done presenting, how well did you do? What did people look at? So we also have built that into our products when forms back to the sales team to say, hey, they looked at it, they didn't look at it, or if they did look at it, what did they find most interesting? And it really, what's great about it is it helps inform improving your presentation for the next time. So you can actually know what areas to focus in on or what areas maybe you need to spend some time and improve a little bit. So you have those analytics because you then, somebody creates a Prezi, they're hosting it. I mean, Prezi's hosting it. Yes. Yeah. So there is an analytics link and you would share the link. Yes, exactly. Based on permissions. And you have the ability then to track that performance. And we have integration to both Slack and Salesforce. Mm-hmm. So you would be see that wherever, you know, you spend your time as a sales professional or sales manager. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, yeah. 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 
Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the collaboration um, aspect of this because this thing is really a powerful one. I, you guys are probably familiar with Dan Rome has written a great book, uh, many great books, but Draw to Win, where it talks about yeah, you get up on the whiteboard, you start drawing this out, and then you stop. You know, when you go a certain way through it, and you invite the customer up and to help complete the drawing. In that case, then they start assuming some ownership in the uh, in the collaboration that you've got going. So what's the the analog or the analogy there with, with what you do with Prezi? So if you are developing a presentation with a customer in the event, like, for example, you have a champion at that account and you're trying to create this presentation, there's co-edit, there's collaboration, there's tracking, you know, when people made changes, you know, it's actually up to date and it's in your in. You know, for example, in your Slack, if, if you actually have a one and it'll show up in the Prezi folder. So we have this notion of, you know, the collaboration, the creation process is baked into um, how Prezi is, is created. Um, yeah, it's not quite, it's not 100 percent equivalent. You wouldn't go up and draw on a Prezi, <laughs> but no, no. you could absolutely zoom in on whatever areas that was most interesting. Sure. But. Going back to the comment you just made, is is sure. you know, do you have customers actually collaborating with their customers in the development of a Prezi? We have, uh, we we have, for example, when we help create Prezi's with customers, absolutely, we have shared Prezi collaboration. They have customers inside their own teams collaborating and creating their own Prezi's. So yes, there's any kind of group you're trying to put together would be a collaboration group to do that for co-editing. And commenting. Yeah, I mean, that'd be very interesting in sort of an enterprise situation where you've got multiple stakeholders and before you've got sort of the final presentation to the group that maybe includes the C-level guys is, is uh, yeah, pass around the Prezi and, and have them edit and add. Absolutely. And you can set up the permissions based on, you know, what role you want those people to play in the presentation of view or to edit. Yes. So, of course, yes, all those elements. And again, you could even have analytics tracked internally to make sure your team is involved and how much time they're spending on it. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of contributing to the effort itself? Yeah, sure. Make sure they looked at it, too. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I like that. That'd that'd be very useful. Um, Mm -hmm. We use it here sometimes. Oh, yeah? So how do you use it internally? Oh, I'm just saying that, so for example, we'll know, like, for example, if marketing shares a Prezi, we'll know, like, if the team actually opened it and viewed it and how much time they spent on it. It's it's very useful for us to know, like, is our material resonating? So how do you work with your sales team to develop content? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's a number of things. I mean, we'll work backwards. Well, first of all, we have sort of like the, from a marketing perspective, sort of the, the key messages that we talk about. And, we, and, you know, for us, there's sort of the product, but there's also, I think I mentioned conversational presenting is more about the capabilities and building out more detail on what it is. It's really important for them to, you know, sort of be the, the people using the product in the field that helps inform back to us what's really useful, what it enabled them to do. It's, it's great that we have a product that everyone in the company uses and everyone has a slightly different use case. For example, the head of product is using it to track product stages and, and uh, 
different agile uh, sprints that are going on. And uh, then I have people that are doing brand marketing, you know, who are always concerned with, you know, are we ensuring that we have that brand standard guidelines and the standard overview? So, so the use cases are all different. Salespeople use it to uh, show what's possible in Prezi, but they also have a leave behind that they give to people so they can play with it and see what Prezi looks like. And we have galleries online that you can actually see at Prezi examples. And um, yeah, in fact, uh, one thing we just showcased uh, just about, I'd say maybe a little over six weeks ago, we actually are previewing Prezi augmented reality and showed that uh, on stage at TED. And so there's many different interesting evolutions of what is a presentation going forward. And uh, the, the future of work is changing. So is the future of presentations. And, you know, we're actually showing examples now of what's possible for people to be part of the story, be in the story. And, and that's very so, exciting. So we'll give an example of that. Uh, so uh, the example I'll use was the one we just showed with Dr. Robert Sapolsky, where he was, uh, this is this is more of a main tent example, but it's one of the first use cases we've introduced, where he's talking about his new book, which is about the biology of decision making. It's a, it's a book called Behave. And he has on the screen, somebody pointing a gun at him, you know, a visual, and he is able to interact with that. As he's talking, the person, the presenter is still uh, front and center, but the engagement is with the presentation next to him. So what you've done is you're, you're not virtual reality where it's its own world. Augmented reality, it's still people first in the center, but interacting with the material that is the presentation to help bring it to life. So it's it's really fascinating where we're seeing a lot of great use cases for webinars and other kinds of things where people want to have that sort of people front and center and salespeople, of course, are the people that, you know, they want people to remember who they are and they can have them present in whatever fashion, but at the same time, have them be in the story showing whatever it is that they're trying to promote. Um, it's a preview. We don't sell it right now. And we're just, we're putting it out there so people can see what's possible and we'll have more details following on that. Hmm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So what other trends do you see in, in presentations? Because this is one of the, the key topics. We've talked about this a lot in the show. We've had a lot of different guests on about improving presentation skills. So within the, the context of using a Prezi, are there specific skills or perhaps you know it's not intuitively obvious that you need to have in terms of presenting compared to presenting a normal just slide deck? Um, well, I think the structure of our Prezi does encourage a, a different kind of thought. So other than just straight chapters, you got to think of how things relate to each other and what, what is the, what is the logical, um, story navigation you're taking people through. So I think those are important differences when you think about a Prezi versus just a standard linear presentation, um, so, you know, think about that adaptability and how that would base, basically set up. And the Zoom reveal capability means like what you have on the top level and what you have on the next level is kind of like, aha, you can kind of dig in, you bring up your next point. It kind of brings people along in an engaged way. And it's almost like a bit of gamification built into it, if you will, because of that whole mastery of, you know, we, we, we have on the development side, a lot of game thinking built into the product as well. It brings people along. Um, so these are, these are just a, a couple things. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's a slightly different way to think about it. But once you start coming down that path, 
it's it's it becomes second nature at least with me what's really great is you know i'm i'm thinking about like when i talk about this what's the best visual way to sort of to explain what it is i'm talking about right is there is an example is there some way that i'm putting this all together these are all elements that are when you think about a presentation you know you think about the end point mm-hmm. what you want people mm-hmm. to see at the end of it But at the same time, you're structuring the journey, too, and you're not thinking of it as point A to point B to point C. You've got to think about them as how does this all fit together and how can I kind of be sure that if I touched on one, right, that it makes sense and it could be self-contained, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, I, uh, yeah, every time I view a Prezi, it's like, (laughs) I always think, how'd they do that? Um, Because I'm not, well, not just magic, but in terms of, as you said, sort of the, the, the visual thinking, and I think that that's that's something that I think is a an acquired skill. You just got to practice, uh, you know, yeah. to, to think of things in that relationships that are more spatial as opposed to linear. And um, you know, I think if people have a sort of a knack for storytelling, it's it's a great tool. They'll adapt to it very quickly. Yeah, and it, and if you have higher engagement with your presentation, it tends to be remembered more too. So memorable is something that obviously at, at the end of any presentation, people would want to make sure that, you know, they stand out, they're remembered for what they communicated. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, Nadja, we've uh, run out of time, but uh, tell folks how they can find out more about Prezi and connect with you. Uh, you are welcome to reach out at Nadja.Gaussi at Prezi.com. And a lot of the things I've talked about today are there's a couple of great sites on the Prezi.com website. There's a blog site that has a lot of great research and as well as uh, some of the examples. We have a gallery and we have just a lot of things to show. So if you have a chance, uh, the reader, if the reader, the readers, listeners have a chance, <laughs> go ahead and uh, check it out. There's a lot of great information on there. Excellent. Well, again, thank you for joining me today. Friends, thank you for spending this time with us today. Be sure and come back tomorrow for another great episode of Accelerate. Until then, if you get a chance, please go to iTunes or if you listen to this uh, podcast and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Also, leave a review. We want to hear what we can do to make this a more valuable experience for you. So, thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. <laughs>